Early breakfast. We're joined this morning by Jean D. Leone, Commercial Manager at Workforce Staffing. We're talking about how temporary employment services could be the silver lining after the pandemic. Jean D., thank you for joining us this morning. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for having me. Oh, I hope you got your cup of java. You do sound a bit sprightly this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorted. Thank you, Asanga. <laughs> so, Jean D, we're looking at a grim prospect here. Uh, three out of four SMMEs will close, and uh, bold steps are required to avert a crisis. Uh, we've seen that uh, some companies have been able to pivot uh, towards the essential services, but the devastating effect with 68% of these SMMEs uh, reading uh, from uh, the various uh, Experts, specifically from the Daily Maverick, have told us a lot of the companies haven't been able to find any type of uh, relief. Can can you tell us what kind of uh, information work, work workforce staffing has at the moment to assist some of these uh, businesses or employer employees absolutely. and employees? Yes, absolutely. So um, yes, it's you know needless to say it's unprecedented times for um, for small businesses and big corporations alike, um, and and. I think what makes temporary employment services key during this time is that um, flexibility and workplace planning um, will have to be top of mind for for any business um, that that um, that's either an essential service or um, that's allowed to start operating and gradually, you know, phase in their workforce with the relaxation of the um, the regulation um, or the lockdown regulations. Mm. So with um, with small businesses. I think, um, uh, you know, the, the relief offered by the government um, has been uh, not necessarily adequate, but I think uh, much better than some other countries have seen. Um, there's been some challenges in actually applying for that relief, and mm-hmm. that goes for businesses and employees alike. Um, but it seems like the, the teething problems that, uh, that came along with applying for this relief and actually get it paid out, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, is in, in the process of, um, of improving. So um, from, from a financial perspective, mm-hmm. um, I think that, uh, that companies should remain positive. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's time to be creative yeah. in, in terms of um, you know, planning the longevity and the business continuity of your industry. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, some I, I was looking at some small businesses in America. Bars were selling apples and all of those kind of uh, aspects. And can you just tell us a bit more of how, what kind of solutions you are providing uh, for businesses to emerge from the lockdown and pandemic? Yeah, so as I said, um, the regulations as they currently stand, and obviously we'll see how they get adjusted as um, each level gets phased in. Um, but there's certain requirements for certain industries um, in order to open. Um, I think it's a, um, it's a cliche by now, but um, mm-hmm. it's, it's absolutely true that it's not business as usual um, for companies. So it's not uh, you know, as easy as throwing open your doors and being fully operational from day one. So the phase-in approach of your operations will be very important. And um, we've seen specifically in the e-commerce industry or the food delivery industry that um, there's an, a sudden spike in demand for those services, yes. um, which, uh, which is not necessarily planned for. Um, so, you know, in that regard, a, a flexible workforce and a temporary workforce to deal with the sudden spike in demand will be very important mm. um, to, to ensure, you know, customer satisfaction as, um, as well as the continuity of your business. 
what does a uh, flexible and temporary workforce look like? So temporary workforce, um, and this is what we specialize in in our industry, um, is where employers need a um, specific skill um, or even a a general skill in their workplace for a temporary period. Um, So, for example, um, if I can use the e-commerce industry as an example again, um, you know, during the lockdown, obviously the demand for their services Mm. um, have plummeted because they were not allowed to to fully trade. However, they are now able to provide a wide range of their products, um, especially products that are not available in stores yet. Mm. Um, So for, you know, distribution and warehousing and and even logistics, there's a huge spike in demand for for workers in those industries um, to to assist um, the, you know, our e-commerce business partners to keep up with demand. So um, so a temporary workforce is, you know, workers that that you're going to need for a temporary increase um, in your in your uh, volumes, if you're in manufacturing, or a temporary increase in um, your distribution or, or warehouse um, space, and um, and obviously we can assist with that. Um, and and what I mean with flexibility is that we are able to place a worker in these industries um, for that specific period, um, and then you know obviously employers don't have to worry about the headaches of recruiting the correct people mm. and then having to um, to you know onboard them on a permanent basis where they will just have to be retrenched when the when the, when the demand um, lowers again. Mm. We know that with uh, essential service providers, or we've seen that uh, working overtime has become a very, very difficult practice. So you end up working more at home than you would at home because there aren't too many of those separators between uh, the, the old adage of uh, not taking work at home. Do you think that the, the, the temporary employment uh, services could provide some reprieve from some staff who may be feeling burnt out? I mean, productivity rates at the moment also have psychological elements of the pandemic. Do you think uh, this could be a a possible solution? Absolutely, and I think this is where employers need to balance um, the need to get the, uh, to to keep their operations running, um, and at the same same time look at the the physical and mental health of their employees. And obviously, there's a cost factor involved as well. Um, if you if you require increased productivity or more work hours from your um, from your staff, so um, a temporary employment service um, can can certainly relieve that burden, um, and and you know employers can ultimately save on the cost of paying overtime to their essential workers. All right. Uh, and then, Shanti, just uh, to uh, further uh, talk about uh, utilizing TES providers and uh, companies to mitigate the potential risk uh, relating to service delivery, uh, it, it, what, what experiences uh, have you uh, noticed with regard to the lockdown and what advice would you have? I think key at this stage, um, especially for businesses that have not opened yet and that have not yet embarked on the process of employee safety, it's very important to get your occupational health and safety assessments in place um, to make sure that you've got all the necessary COVID protocols in place as per the regulations. Um, and once again, this is um, something that a, a, a TES service yeah. can, um, can assist with in the short term to provide you with specialized occupational health and safety um, experts to, to make sure that, uh, that your workplace is compliant and that, uh, that uh, your operations and your employees are safe during this time. 
Would you warn against businesses that are rushing to open and just comply for the sake of complying if you were to talk to them about uh, the possible legal aspects of uh, negligence? What would you advise them? I definitely think um, a phased approach in opening your workplace is very important, um, especially because, you know, you can have certain assessments and protocols in mm. place and plans that, that in principle might seem to be um, a workable solution. But once your employees actually come back to the workplace, you might see that, that some solutions are not practical or, mm. um, you know, I've seen employers that allow their entire workforce to come back to work, um, but they haven't been able to secure um, proper PPE and mm. masks for those employees. Um, and I mean, employers, um, it's very often uh, or it's very easy for employers to say that, you know, everybody has their own masks, so it's easy for them to comply. But the fact of the matter is that the regulations place a huge um, or an onerous burden on employers to make sure that these things mm. are provided to mm. employees and to make sure that all your screening protocols and tools are in place before you allow your employees to return. And um, let's say that um, in the unfortunate circumstance that an employer, an employ, employee for, falls ill, we, we've seen how the transparency towards uh, uh, the information related to COVID cases has affected us as South Africa. It causes a lot of uh, misinformation and misalignment and mixed messages does cause a bit of a disturbance. So in terms of your organization's culture and the trust relationship especially, there's a value system within a lot of uh, businesses. Some use it as um, just say we care about people but practically implementing it if someone does perhaps fall ill what process of communication and transparency should a business follow transparency is key um, in my view um, a lot of people hold the view that you know um, disclosing certain um, factors or certain um, statistics might um, create panic amongst workers, I don't um, necessarily subscribe to that uh, school of thought. I think that um, honesty and transparency is absolutely key and also for contact tracing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the employer is not going to benefit anybody by, um, by trying to hide the fact that there is a positive COVID case um, within its organization. It's important for everybody to know where they stand, what the employer's policies are and what the employer is doing to ensure the safety of the remaining workers in the workplace should there be an affected employee. So in terms of just the legal ramifications and protecting yourself as a business and also the isolation saying to a employer who has uh, uh, been infected and saying that they must self-isolate, what more can you do to provide support? Should you even look at a financial aspect aspect of the testing itself? Because um, if, 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 if someone um, does test positive, maybe their family might have costs now that they may not be able to uh, receive. Is it is it is it enough for a business just to say that a employer who has tested positive for COVID nineteen to stay home? What more can a business do, and should do? I think it yes. I think it's important for businesses to be a bit more flexible than usual in this regard. Obviously, your usual rules are going to apply with regards to, um, uh, let's say, sick leave or family responsibility leave. But I do think there should be a um, 
you know, a, a flexible approach to allowing employees to stay at home and care for family members that mm. might be affected or even employees themselves who might be affected. Um, and as far as the testing goes, um, I think uh, the, the financial aspect of that should certainly be something that employers should explore, especially where there's a possibility that um, the employee contracted the disease in the workplace, which obviously um, you know, places an, an obligation on the employer to, to assist that employee even more mm. um, than, than they, they would usually do. The, the, the COVID-19 pandemic has almost been an equalizer from all aspects of society and there's no classism as to who it's been affected. I've seen doctors, I've seen uh, engineers, I've seen people with degrees uh, who've lost their jobs and become redundant. What opportunity would you say temporary economic services provides for those people who have been made redundant by this pandemic? I think the greatest opportunity we can offer is the fact that because we offer a um, flexible staffing solution model, um, we've got a lot of opportunities within our organization, um, you know, for workers to be employed at clients who are essential services. So an example that I can maybe use is that um, some of our clients who were not allowed to trade and had to lay off the workers for a temporary period, we were able to absorb some of those workers and use them for um, other clients who do operate in the essential service industry and had a spike in demand for, for their services. So um, so it's, it's um, relatively easy for us to assist workers to at least rotate between employers until such time as things stabilize and we can uh, secure you know, longer-term projects for them. Jean D. Leone is a commercial manager at Workforce Staffing and she was telling us this morning about temporary employment services and how they could be the silver lining during the pandemic. Leone, thank you for the amazing work and uh, the information that you've provided today. Please do stay safe. Thank you so much. Keep well.